Welcome to Statistical Adventures, Winter Haven Public Library's podcast that dives deep into the fascinating world of library statistics. If you're a fellow book lover or simply curious about the inner workings of libraries, this is the podcast for you. Our show is dedicated to exploring the data behind library trends, from circulation numbers to program attendance and everything in between. Join us every month as we share insights and uncover the stories behind the numbers. Whether you're a librarian, a researcher, or simply someone who loves statistics, Statistical Adventures is the perfect podcast to satisfy your curiosity. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's explore the fascinating world of library statistics together. Since this is our very first podcast episode, we thought it'd be very important for us to introduce ourselves as your host and as your library. Hi, I'm Tasha. I've been working in libraries for over 13 years, public and academic. I'm a nerd and I enjoy reading fantasy books, science fiction, and horror, as well as playing video games, board games, and D&D. I'm interested in how libraries function, seeing the numbers behind the books, and exploring different library topics. And I'm Skylin. I worked at the library almost two years now, but I have been a reader all my life. I mainly read fiction, specifically romance and fantasy are my top two genres, but I will try any genre at least once. Uh, Before working at the library, I earned a bachelor's in literary studies from University of South Florida, and I worked at a bookstore. I am a big nerd, like I think most of us here at the library are, so I've always loved learning random facts and stats, so I wanted to start this podcast hoping others would feel the same. You did such a good job. That was such a good intro. Thank you. Yeah. Keep that in. So you've heard a little bit about both of your hosts. We also want to make sure everyone knows who we are as a library. I would imagine most of you are familiar with the Winter Haven Public Library if you are listening to this podcast. Uh, But if not, welcome. We are located in Polk County, Florida, which is in central Florida, about an hour outside Tampa and Orlando, so right in the middle. The most in two important cities of Polk, uh, of, of, of Florida, Florida, if we're being real here. Honestly. Yeah. Who else goes anywhere else in yeah, Florida? Yeah. And so the Winter Haven Public Library, it was founded in 1910, but it wasn't until 1952 when the city of Winter Haven took over management and daily operations. And this year is actually our 20th anniversary in our current building. Yay! So yay! Happy C- anniversary to us. Congrats, building. You're big and pink and we love you. And since this is a podcast on statistics, we of course have to share some of the city of Winter Haven. According to the 2020 census, Winter Haven had a population of 49,000 people, which I'm sure has grown by a couple thousand by now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, traffic. Have, yeah. We, have we seen how that has traffic, escalated in traffic. the past couple years? Um, Legoland. Um, you know, fun. we have fun things here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just they just redid downtown. It's got all those cool lights and stuff. You True. Know. The average annual high temperature of Winter Haven is 84 degrees, and the average annual low temperature is a bone-chilling 63 degrees Fahrenheit, by So the get way. out those jacket and scarves, people. Yeah. That's for- cold. <laughs> it's, it's terrifyingly <laughs> cold. Um, and an average rainfall of about 50 inches, which... And what is 50 inches? Yeah, How are we supposed to know what that means? Th- yeah, that doesn't mean no one, anything No one me. knows what that means. Yeah. That's not... It's not a real number. We just say it, so it sounds impressive. Okay. <laughs> uh, which in terms of how many days out of the year does it rain about a hundred so that's a, that's a fair amount of, of cloudy weather not quite a third of the year it feels like more when you live here i feel mm-hmm. like especially mm-hmm. when you get to that rainy season but you know yeah that's fair yeah for authenticity's sake we are recording in a public library the winter haven one specifically i would hope so <laughs> it'd be weird otherwise yeah. um so forgive us if you hear random noises like uh, pages turning, coughing, sneezing, wheezing, po- the Pokemon, um, and other stuff like that, or people opening doors and dropping books, etc. The book carts slamming book into cards. walls. Sometimes yeah, we know. lose control of them. Yeah, and it just happens. Yeah, of course. And uh, always be on the lookout, or rather, the listen out, worse, um, for our super spooky ghost we the the library is haunted as most libraries are actually fun fact yes yes and as we're recording this there's literally a loud beeping happening out in the library and we don't know what that is but that's not our problem so (laughs) Uh, to continue on yes onwards and upwards to our monthly events um a couple important announcements for the month of february the library will be closed monday february 19th in observance of president's day we have two black history month events scheduled tuesday february 6th 
um, will be a presentation of the destruction of Rosewood. On Thursday, February 22nd, Kevin Wood, portraying Abraham Lincoln, will share his perspectives on the subjects of slavery, emancipation, and equality. We actually checked out his website. He has events scheduled up until this point. Like his whole website is just his list. Oh, of that's his, fair. That's very like, cool. Presentations. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he goes all over the country, actually. So it's kind of cool no that we got him. Way. He's yeah. not just a local dude. So it's very cool that we have him. We're um, such an, a cool and important library. Yes. Oh, my God. And it I'm- is important to note both of those events uh, you need prior registration, so you can register on our website for those. And if you want any more information on those events, absolutely, everything is on our website, as well as the registration. And, of course, as always, registration is free. Yes. So a couple other events that we have going on in February, it's a fun month, our 2024 lecture series, Music Near and Far, continues. And it's going to continue on Tuesday, February 13th, is our next lecture, with Bob Keeling presenting Good day, Sunshine State, the Beatles in 1964, Florida. So that's going to be a good one. You're not going to want to miss that. And then also, as a reminder for anyone who is already registered for our lecture, A Musical Journey Through Florida, it was supposed to take place January 9th. It was postponed due to severe weather. That postponed date is coming up this month, February 15th. So again, if you have already registered for that, those registrations stay good and you are able to attend that new date. It's always fun when something's like postponed because of the weather because like you live in Florida long enough that you're just like the weather's not that bad but then you're like oh well there actually is a tree falling over maybe I should be con- yeah. mildly concerned. I think we were on tornado watch that day so that uh, was an important one to kind of you know you know not on- have people out for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're on tornado watch uh, so often or it's such like a very like oh I guess it's a tornado watch day today. Mm, yeah whatever. Yeah, it, it kind of just passes by us. But, you know, it's important. Safety yeah. of our yeah. patrons is most important to us. Absolutely. Um, oh, and then we have a special craft coming up in February, too. We have Yay. a Valentine's Day craft. So it's currently scheduled for Thursday, February 8th. We're going to be making Valentine's Day cards. Uh, we don't have all of the details for that for times or if registration is going to be required. So details to follow on that. Um, but again, it, all the information will be up on our website when we have that figured out. And as always, all of our regular monthly programs and classes are going to be listed on that website. Um, So be sure to check all of that info out. Statistics is the use of numbers to provide general descriptions of the world. You might be asking us, why is the library hosting a podcast on statistics? Well, we are big nerds here and we do love data. So why not? We collect data about basically everything here, and it gives us the opportunity to share some of the information with more patrons, and gives a really good excuse to just talk about libraries and books. It is a really good excuse to talk about libraries and books. We like books. A we like bit. books. books we are like cool. data. We like numbers. Yeah, numbers are fun. It kind of felt like a natural progression, honestly. <laughs> like, we're doing tech classes. We're doing crafts. Mm-hmm. Why not a podcast? Other libraries are doing podcasts. It's actually yeah. really popular these days. Yeah. Maybe we'll have an episode on statistics of libraries that do podcasts <gasps> i bet we could do that how meta so meta <laughs> so statistics they're used every day to help people and businesses make informed decisions and for me as a self-proclaimed nerd i love looking at data i find it so interesting and to try to find the reasons you know and the trends behind the numbers what it says what it means Uh, As a librarian, I also understand how important statistics are because of how useful they can be when trying to make certain decisions for the library. Decisions like what time would be best to hold our classes and programs, when are our patrons most available, what kind of programs they should be, even our scheduling of our staff members. It's also important to know for ordering new materials because we like to know when things are checked out, how many times they're checked out, and that helps us decide whether we need multiple copies of one book. But we use statistics every day to help us understand what our patrons want and how we can do our best to get them there. For the first episode, the theme that we're going to be doing is a broad overview of some of our numbers so listeners can learn more about our library. Think of the (laughs) We like it. Uh, Think of this as an introduction into the library's stats, and in later episodes, we will dig deeper into these numbers and other topics and break them down even more. But for this episode, we are just going to cover our yearly stats on how many people we get through our doors, how many items get checked out, and how many classes and programs we run. On top of, instead of just like saying numbers, we're going to try and do like a little bit of a guessing game and uh, see how that goes. 
Yeah, because we we broke up the stats. So Tasha knows half the numbers. I know half the numbers. Uh, so it's going to be fun. And please feel free to play it along, play along at home, and try to guess along with us. Uh, maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe not. Um, but our first one: How many people do we get through our doors? Tasha, Skyler. Yes. <laughs> how many patrons do you think we had? Um, January 2022, between December 2022, of okay. that year. Hmm. So the full year. The full year. Full year. How many people walked through our doors? So for the people at home who don't know how we count our door count, is it every time someone walks in the door? And so like if the same person's walking in multiple times that year, it counts each time, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's how we do that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. So there, are, there are some bits of information I don't know. So that's that's a thing that Skyland knew. Fair. I know things. Yeah, of course you do. You know this number. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I don't, don't know the number. number. <laughs> so 2022. Okay. So we're still kind of recovering from COVID during then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're open full time. I think I started in 2022 is when I started here. Oh, yeah. So I was here for a lot of that year, but not the full year. I also think that we had like slightly changed our hours as well. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. when we went to the new hours. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that might have affected the number. Now, so I have a little bit of insider information because I do know some of our numbers from past months, past years. So I know it's going to be higher than most people at home think. Um, We're going to give the audience a moment to just kind of just shout out a number randomly into the void. Okay. I'm going to throw out my number. Okay. Uh, You can tell me if I'm close. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, I'll do a – I like – I always like a good hot cold. Okay. I'm going to go 314,000. Warm. Warm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm close. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot closer for your first guess, which again, you were so right because you were like, yeah, I, I know things. Look I know things. Look at you I knowing know things. things. Look at me. Uh, so I'll go a little, I think then maybe it might be a little higher. Mm-hmm. Mm, 3.56. A lot warmer. Oh. Very, you're, you're very. I'm right there. You're pretty close. Okay. Um. So I think it's going to be under 400 then. So we'll go th- 382. Oh my god, you're a wizard. <gasps> did I get it? You did, did I win? You were listen, if we if it was prices right, you would have absolutely won. Um, but if you were a psychic, you only missed out on 93 people. But yep, that's how many that's how many visited wow. uh, during that year. It was 382,093 people. Wow. See, yeah, that's a lot. It's and so I many. know a lot of people wouldn't expect that number, but you have to remember, we're Winter Haven's a pretty big city. Like we said, there's probably over 50,000 people that live mm-hmm. here now, mm-hmm. and we are centrally located in downtown Winter Haven. And downtown's popping. We have all kinds of fun events and parks. We have a Saturday market. Right. Um, so like that. And the, the number's only going to go up, obviously, because I have the number for next year. Oh, okay. So for 2023. Yes. All right. I think it's higher then because okay, I think gone. I think it had to have gone up. Mm-hmm. We're just keep getting more and more people here. But how much did it go up? That's the question, I guess. Hmm. I even did a fun little bit of math and I can tell you the percentage increase. Do you do <gasps> you want to guess the percentage? Credit. Yeah, do you want to guess percentage and number or just yeah. like Yeah. So I think it probably went up. Well, no, I'm not going to – I'm not – math is not my strong suit, Tasha. That's okay. As we said, I was a lit major. <laughs> I took all the English classes. I literally threw a party for myself the day they told me I didn't have to take any more math classes oh in my school. God. I would do the same thing, so honestly. So I'm not going to guess the percentage because I don't know even <laughs> how that math works. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I do because I had to do it. Well, so, there you go. So I could, I could tell you that little bit at the very end. Okay, cool. <laughs> but let's guess – so let's guess – well, we'll leave some some time for people at home to guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Make your guesses now. So 2023, I think it went up maybe like, I'm going to go a little high, maybe 50,000 more. So that would be maybe 434,000. You, again, are scary close. It's uh, You're a little bit too hot. Okay. Um, but only a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Wings are melting. <laughs> okay. Um, so a little lower. I'll go 418. Oh, too too low. Too low. Too, too much. Low. Now you're in the ocean. <laughs> Gotta get the happy medium. You gotta okay. fly okay. with the seagulls. 427. Oh my god. 
You're, just, you're such a, yeah, that's the number. Oh again. my God. <laughs> and I promise you, we do not, I did not know these numbers. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, we've, so. Ke- we've purposefully kept them a secret. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, so what's the official number? Okay, so the official number is 427,175 people. Wow. Which is a 45,000 and 82 number difference or an 11% increase. Wow. Which how I got that percentage was you take Oh my god, I completely forgot. <laughs> Hold on, I know this. Just trust us. Method, just trust Me- us. Yeah. <laughs> so, source trust us. Yeah. Um you take the two numbers and then you subtract them. Now, obviously if the that the, will give the, you the difference. Yeah, that'll give you the difference okay. and then you take that difference and divide it oh you take okay you take that difference Mm -hmm. and what is that number like what percent of the first number is that basically yes Yes. so so i took 427 subtracted 382 right yeah and then my i was left with a 45,000 i almost said dollar 45,000 difference um (laughs) and then so i took that number and then divided it by 427 okay and that's what gave me the 11 percent, which i could be told wrong i'm gonna need to go back and fact check that if i'm being honest but i think it was something like that. it sounds legit it sounds, it's we're yeah. gonna go with it yeah it's fine i don't know any better so sure <laughs> <laughs> that Smiles. is that's higher than i was expecting though yeah for for one year 11 extra extra uh, uh visits that's yeah because we we know the population of winter haven did not go up that high yeah no, so no. it's interesting to think of like what would have what would account for that many extra people coming to the library. Yeah. And then I actually do have that number because we had said earlier in the podcast how many like how many residents are uh, live in Winter Haven. Oh, yeah. And let me go back and double check that number real quick because I do have the number of the next year. I know our social media, we were, I think, a little more interactive maybe that year with social media. So that might, maybe that drew people in. I know the Saturday market does. So maybe it was just more people finally being interested in libraries as they should be. Um, but that's so interesting. Hmm. So super weird. So the number of the, the 2020 census yeah. that, that you had yes. uh, was roughly 49,000 people. Yeah. The census for 2021 only says 48,000. Interesting. Yeah. It's very small. But I also think you may have to consider at the time that the census was taken, because I think the biggest thing that fluctuates with Winter Haven specifically, as of the name, is we do get a lot of snowbirds. That's true. Mm-hmm. So That's that, a good point. Yeah. So I think that number definitely impacts that. Yeah. And that might have honestly accounted for the jump because maybe there weren't as many snowbirds that came in 2022 because they're mm-hmm. still recovering from COVID. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. was happening. So it might be, well, 2023, more of them came back down. Yeah. So we got more of those patrons back in. Yeah, for sure. And which, which again, is just so weird. Not Not weird, but just like such an interesting thing to see how like – even though the population didn't go up between those two specific years, right? Um, our rate of increase of like uh, visits uh, went up a huge amount. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll take it. Yay! We like people coming into the library. Uh, we like them checking out books, which is a great segue into our next stat that we would like to share. So, how many items we get checked out a year? Oh boy! So. I have the number for the amount of physical items circulated. Uh, Tasha's going to have the amount of digital items circulated. So we have them broken down into two numbers. For the physical items, so that's going to include anything that they're taking out of the library. So it's our books, our DVDs, our CDs, our audiobooks. And then we even have Chromebooks, which they can't leave the library, but they do have to check them out to their account when they're using them in the library, which does count for our number. So... Uh, so we know how many people came in to our library in 2022, which just to uh, refresh our memories, what was the patron count for 2022, Tasha? For 2022 was 38,000. Thir- 382,000. 382,000. I don't know why. I, I just see 382 and I'm like, that's a number. Yeah, no, that's fair. So 382,000 people came into the library. We know not everyone comes in and checks things out. So through that same year, January 2022 through December 2022, how many items of physical circulation, how many do you think got checked out? I'm going to throw out kind of a, not a ridiculous number to me, but again, may sound like a ridiculous number to everybody else. I'm going to say, I'm going to say roughly about a third. So I'm going to go with 150,000. 
Okay. You're kind of lukewarm, I would Ooh. say. Ooh, okay. So so more. Okay. Um, let's just jump up again. Uh two hundred thousand. You're getting warmer, but oh you're not quite God. boiling hot yet. Okay, okay. So it's a lot. Th- that was a 50K increase. Okay, let's try with like 270, 270,000. Okay, so n- you're you're boiling now. So yeah. a little too high, but okay. you're close. Okay, we're touching suns. Um, Gotta fly a little lower. <laughs> we're mixing metaphors here, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's drop it down a little bit. Uh, let's much like the temperature gauge uh, in a house. Um, <laughs> instead of the seventies, let's do a comfortable sixty-two. So two sixty-two. Two sixty-two. A little mm-hmm. lower. Lower. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two. But you said okay. You said two fifty was was good, but needs to be higher. But no, I said two hundred needed to be. Oh, you said okay. two hundred. Okay, okay. Uh, two fifty. There you go. Yay! I did it. <laughs> go me. Yep. So in twenty twenty two, the official count two hundred forty nine thousand one hundred sixty seven items were yes. checked out. Now I'm not a wizard, so I didn't guess the exact number. You were really close, though. Well, yeah, two fifty is good. I was but yeah, so off. and comparing that to the patron count, that's more than I thought. Because in my head, I definitely thought that number was going to be about a third as well. Yeah, that was that's where that's where I was went. thinking. Yeah. So that actually, so two fifty compared to the three eighty two, that's more than fifty thousand fifty percent. Yeah, for sure. I think. Again, we're not math wizards <laughs> here, guys. We're not math but. wizards. We're just word wizards. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, but it was that many, 249,167. That's a lot. Uh, hopefully, we got that many returned. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the goal, really. It's just, you know, the, the checkouts and returns being roughly the same. Yeah. Um, okay. But then in 2023, mm. we're going to go there now. What, what do you think? So, in 2022, it was- So, we know we had more people come in. Did mm-hmm. we have more checkouts, though? We had. So- Going off of the 11% increase, sure. I, I definitely can't do an 11% increase <laughs> on 250 or 249, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm roughly going to say we're going to we're gonna add roughly the same number just, just because I can. Um, maybe 300. It did not go up that high. Oh, okay. Oh, true. Yeah. Because if, if it's – so it's roughly like a little bit more than a third. So a little bit more – I think you're going to be be surprised by this number, I will say. Okay, okay. Compared Mm. to the jump of people. Okay. Um, How about 270? 270? Again, that's too high. So I'll just tell you the numbers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I I love big numbers. Yeah. And I mean, I would have expected that too with that jump in Mm -hmm. the amount of patrons that we got. Yeah. But it actually, for 2023, our physical circulation count was only 258,210. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it didn't go so up that much. less than 10,000 difference. Yeah. Difference for- of 9,043. So I only have that number. I don't know the percentage of that. But not as high as I was expecting when you gave us that patron count number. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But again, like, you kind of have to look at people and what was going on during that times. Right. Because many patrons come in and they're working on their own projects. Mm-hmm, they're using mm-hmm. our computers, our printer, our copier. Uh, they're not checking out items. So okay. we yeah, have yeah. to take that into consideration. And maybe that's the majority of the new people we got in 2023. You're right. You're right. Wasn't here for the books. So, but yeah, so those are our circulation counts for physical. And the difference is not as big as we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, an increase is an increase. That's true. So we heard physical circulation count. Our next mm-hmm. one will be our digital circulation count. Tasha, do you want to talk a little bit about what that means? What is our digital circulation? Yes, absolutely. So our digital circulation is for all of our online resources, which include um, our Libby. Uh, we have the Libby app, which lets you listen to audiobooks on your phone and read books. We love uh, it, Libby. Yes. Oh, my God, Libby. Saves my life. Um, on top of all of our other digital resources, which we have like a craft and hobby um, thing that you can log into, we have LinkedIn Learning, which is my favorite resource besides Libby. Libby, I love you. Um, and let's see, what other stuff? We have we've so many things. But just all of that stuff, anything that you have to sign in online um, through our website for. Canopy, right? Canopy. Our movie yes. and TV shows. That's a big one I think that people use. Yeah. More sure. than I was expecting when we heard some of those numbers before. Oh, yeah. Um, and then my favorite thing too is like, it's so cool just to kind of like have a resource that 
you were introduced with. So like at the very beginning, they were like, hey, how many credits do you think people are going to be using per month for Canopy? And we we're like, ah, 14 feels fine. And then I think they've actually changed it now to where instead of having like 14 credits a month, they actually went up to like 20. Oh. And then uh, if you've looked at it recently, they've gone away with credits completely and you have like these ticket points, which I haven't messed with a whole lot. But, you know, that's something we could get into later. Yeah. But anyway, so through the year, the real, the real question, the real important question in the year 2022, um, how many digital circulation counts do you think we had? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest on this one. <laughs> this one's going to be shot in the dark. No clue. We're just going to throw a number out there because... You're going you're gonna to ponder your wizard orb? Pretty much, yeah. Because I don't know. Because I know a lot of people use Libby. That's a big one because we always get phone calls, um, phone calls, emails, patrons asking about that one. I haven't really heard people talking about Canopy, but apparently people use it, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised by that. And then all of our other digital resources that I have no clue because normally those are kind of like patrons just do that on their own. Like yeah. we don't get a gauge on how many people are interacting with those resources. For sure. But knowing what the – the count was for physical checkouts. Maybe if I go off of that. So we had about almost 250,000 physical circulation checkouts in 2022. So I'm going to say digital is less than that. Mm -hmm. Or could it be more than that? See, I have no idea. I'm going to throw out a number. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> um, 134,000. Okay. Uh, you are flying way too close to the sun. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <sighs> Um, so we'll drop it down a hundred and seven thousand. Still too high. Still too high. Okay. So I'm like way off. All yeah, right. I'm good off. with that. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> um, so we'll drop it way <laughs> 63,000. That's, that's a lot closer. Okay. Um, but just, just like a little bit up. So I'm low now. You're low now. Okay. Yes. You're in the water. Okay. Not a lot though, but like a little bit. 71,000. Pretty close. Do you okay. want me to tell you the number? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We'll just give you the give me the number now. Okay. Uh, seventy thousand one hundred eighty one. Seventy eight thousand. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what would the so that's a lot lower than the physical circulation count actually is. Yeah, it's very interesting too because I think a lot of that number comes from just people not knowing we have those resources. I think. Okay. Um, and also the the. I wouldn't say, like, comfort and easeability. Yeah. But a lot of people just enjoy having physical books more, which is great. That's true. And I do feel like we see a lot more, like, our patrons will come in and they'll check out, like, ten books, physical mm -hmm. books in a row. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe they don't read them. Maybe they do. Yeah. Um, But they still check them out. And I feel like for online books especially, you're not checking out ten online books in a row, like, at one time. Yeah, no, no. You're checking one out reading it, checking out another one, mm -hmm. um, because you can do it at any time that's convenient to you. Yeah. So it's like when you come to the library, you have to check out as many books as you think until the next time you're here. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of pads our number a little bit. For sure. And then also with um, the way Libby is structured, um, only one person can have one item out at a time, which is very similar to our physical resources. But you also have to consider that like on Libby, if so, like we'll have like a very popular book, like a James Patterson book. And on Libby, we'll only have like two or three copies of those at, at most. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the county, we'll have physically probably like five or six. That's a good point. And that definitely buffs up the numbers. And then as well as um, usually, granted, you can keep a book checked out for like up to six weeks physically. Mm -hmm. But on Libby, you can only have it for the two weeks and then it forces you to return it. So I can kind of see how that's a turnoff for some people and how they're not like as into it. That's true. I think you can renew it for up to three weeks. You you can, but, but that's about it. Yeah, but if someone has it, ha has that hold on it, you right? Can't, you can't, can't, no matter what. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. Whereas with the physical one, if someone's like, "Hey, there's a hold on this. It was due yesterday," they're like, "Okay, I'll try to bring it back like tomorrow or the day after." They still kind of get a little extra time with it. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so that was 2022, though. Mm -hmm. Do you have the numbers for 2023? Absolutely. All right. So I think it went up, though. It did. Because it had to have. It had to work. That's just the trend we're seeing already. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But how much did it go up? Yes. Mm. Now, I regret, to, I regret to inform you, I didn't um, do a percentage on this one. So I <gasps> Tasha. Can't tell, I can't tell you the percentage increase. It's okay. 
Okay, so I think it went up for 2023. Mm-hmm. Digital circulation count. Um, so it was 78,000, right? For 2022? Yes. About, okay. I don't think it hit the 100,000, though. That would have been up too much, I feel like. So maybe, but I feel like it may have gotten close. So we're going to go 94,000. It actually did hit. Did it go over? Uh-huh. Okay. It, it hit over the 100K. Okay. Uh, so I'll make one more guess, and then if I don't get it, you can just give us a number. Let's okay. go. So above 100,000, 111. Oh, you're very close. Okay. 116. All uh, right. 247. Okay. That actually, that went up, that jumped a lot yeah, for a, a year. Yeah, it's a pretty big jump, and there's a couple of different reasons that explains that. Okay. Um, so first being um, just more people being aware, I think, of our digital resources, um, which uh, my favorite thing to do whenever anyone signs up for a library card is I, I give them the little bookmark that's like, hey, here's Libby, and I like to introduce them to that. Yeah, and of course. Stuff like that. Um, so definitely staff, and, and obviously all staff doing that. Um, but another reason is we actually changed the way we count our databases to be more in line with the way the rest of the county counts it. Okay. So uh, um, obviously every library counts their CERCs. Um, and every other library in the county had counted their digital cir- circulations differently than we did. So we obviously changed how we did that and we and we were doing it the same way that everyone else is. That's a good thing. To be yeah. in line with the rest of the county, that is a good thing because then it makes it easier to track throughout the whole county. Yeah. Um, so like an explanation that was given to me specifically about that was like funds from the cooperative are divided based on circulation. Um, and the library advisory council, um, decided that only paid databases should be counted. So we pay for Libby, we pay for Canopy, our, our crafting services. I think we pay for LinkedIn learning as well. Um, and everyone listed the exact statistics that they were gathering for those databases. Um, so like, for example, which is actually a really fun one. I didn't know that, but the Bartow Public Library has Value Line. So Value Line is the Bartow Public Library's online resource for teaching beginners, um, about how to invest and different eco- economic stuff. That's very cool. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. And they chose records downloaded as the stat they counted from that database. Um, and then from... Because that's how they did that. We started doing that, for example, with our A to Z um, database. We started doing records downloaded um, versus courses viewed. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense, honestly. Yeah. So and then, but that can I can understand why that would bring the numbers up then, because that's more individual than. Yeah. Yeah. And then a fun little, I, I'm bringing back the percentages. Um, we currently receive about fourteen percent of the total county circulation based on our numbers. So that, Wow. Yeah. 14% from our, our single library. That's a lot. It's crazy. Because we're one library and how many libraries are in Polk County? Like I think 16, 17. Six, yeah. So something like that. That's impressive that our yeah. one library gets that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, great. So we now know how many patrons come through our doors. Uh, we talked about our physical circulation count, our digital circulation count. Now we are on to how many classes and programs we hold throughout the year. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> there's so and many. There's so many because it's hard because it's like some of the staff doesn't interact with all these programs. You mm-hmm. know, we have mm-hmm. our staff that does our children program mm-hmm. programming. We have staff that does the technical classes. And then it's like we have all these programs that volunteers do yeah. that we don't actually aren't really involved with. So it's hard for us to really actually gauge how many we have throughout the year. Absolutely. Um, but so we'll start with as we have been 2022. <laughs> so Tasha, how many programs and classes altogether mm. do you think we we held, we hosted? So I know we've we have the story time, which happens every Tuesday and every Wednesday. So at the very least, that's two per week, and there's roughly like four weeks per, per month, and another same time. Okay, I'm just gonna throw out a number instead yeah, of just listening good. to me struggle. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with five hundred. You are really close. <gasps> Am I a wizard? You're like really, really close. Okay, okay. You're um, you're you're just yeah, you're really close. I'll let you throw out one more number, but Okay, okay. You're basically um, there. For some reason twenty six is stuck in my head, so I'm gonna go with five twenty six. It's really close. Five fifteen. It's a nice ah, pretty round number, actually. That's which a good made th- me really happy. Yeah, that's such a good number. So but yeah, five hundred fifteen. That's so crazy. That's that's more than one a day. Oh yeah. You know, like and we're we're only open six days a week. Yeah. So 
that's a lot actually so when you break it down like that and that's that's just so cool because like i never saw like it, these numbers are fantastic because like sometimes like you're just not aware of these and then when you look at them you're like oh my god we do this much and it's it's such a cool feeling yeah so i think there's 52 weeks in a year does that sound right to you yeah i feel like that sounds right so if we divide that number because that's basic math i can do that part yeah uh 515 divided by 52 it's almost it's 9.9 events a week so almost 10 programs slash classes a week is what we held in 2022 that's crazy because it just is sometimes it just doesn't feel like that right because i think it's like they're at least spaced out nicely enough Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that most days it doesn't feel like we really have much going on yeah but I guess because most of the events are held in like our, you know, our conference rooms. Yeah, the, and the, the NPR, the flex space. Right. Um, so if you're just out on the floor, you might not even realize things are happening. Well, let's talk about 2023. So January so, to December 2023, uh-huh. just last year. Um, I I think obviously that number has gone higher because we've still pretty much kept the same um, a number of classes. We've just definitely added more stuff. Right. Um, so at least with the chess club, which that's adding it's just, it's fun fact about chess club we started it once a month mm-hmm. and then it was so stupid popular in like the best way um that we started doing it almost every other week so now it's two times a month yep. so and that was late so if it was five fifteen last year i think i want to go with six six twenty five okay it's a little it's that's too high okay we okay. didn't go up that much okay so not a hundred we went up a little bit but i'll let you throw out one more number okay um if we went up a little bit i'm gonna go 575 570 <gasps> you are you are on the money today oh tasha my god i'm such a wizard <laughs> you took my wizard powers yes. and are using them <laughs> to guess these numbers now but yeah so difference of 55 so we had 55 more classes and programs in 2023 than we did in 2022 insane which i think lines up that mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much tracks um because I feel like it was 2022 is when we had a lot of our staff members starting. Like yeah. a lot of people started that year. Yeah. And, and so they were still just kind of finding. Yeah, finding like their their groove. And right. it, it, it is kind of, I don't want to say like freeing, but there is kind of like a fun moment of, you mean I can I can host a, a class or like a program? And they're just like, yeah, whatever you want. I mean, you know, within reason. Right. Um, and they're just like, yeah, go for it. And then, uh, especially with like the chess club, for example, that one was, I believe, I, I know it was started by Corey, but I think it was headed by these two, um, these two patrons who are just like really jazzed about chess club and they come in and they volunteer and do it. And mm-hmm. that's definitely helped out the, the program for sure. Right. Yeah. But also it's like thinking of, cause we had more staff members, we were able to hold more programs because for most programs we need at least one or two staff members in the class helping out. And so it makes sense that when we have more staff, we're able to hold more programs because we have the numbers for people to be on the floor and helping out with programs. But then, yeah, like we said, so most of our staff, a lot of our staff started in 2022. So by 2023, they're starting to find their groove, figure out what they want to do, what extra projects they want to hold, crafting projects, things Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that the number went up because uh, all of us were starting to actually do programming and crafts. And 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 just having more and doing things. Exactly. So that makes sense. So we've talked a lot about about the numbers. We've, we've said the numbers. But what <laughs> do we do with these numbers? We've guessed the numbers. We've guessed the numbers. <laughs> uh, that's the fun part. But what do we do with these numbers? That's also an important thing that we should talk about. Absolutely. Um, so for our patron count, um, I know that we gave the big number. That's how many people come in through our doors in a year. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that, you know, our supervisors see those numbers for daily use, monthly, weekly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they probably use that to see, like, maybe if our hours should be changed, if we should yeah. be open at different times, um, when is mo- the most staff needed to be working, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that. Because I know it was late 2022 when we changed our hours, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, I think we op- we were open, what, 10 to 6? Yeah. Monday through Thursday. And then we opened an hour earlier. So we were open nine to six. Mm-hmm. And and then it's it's cool too, because like, I'm sure they're comparing the numbers as well, because obviously it's gone up by like an amount. And then they're obviously seeing like how much traffic we're getting in that first hour as right. well. Right. So that makes sense. For classes and programs, that one's um, because I run some of the classes. I need to look at how many people are showing up to my mm-hmm. classes. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I take a look at what type of class it was and what time I hold it at. Yes. Um, because those are the two most important things. So it's like for type of class, I see what the interest is, how many people signed up, um, if they enjoyed it, if they want more like that. Because mm-hmm. um, that helps us decide, okay, for next month, are we going to hold like these same type of classes? Yeah. Um, like Android Q&A and iPhone Q&A are two of our classes that we hold basically every month because mm-hmm. they're... Mm-hmm. There's always an interest for those. Yeah. Um, but then some of our other classes, it's like we kind of cycle through them and do them once every couple months because like for a class learning Canva or a class learning Microsoft Word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. patrons might not necessarily need them every month. Yeah. You can kind of hold them once every couple months and still get the same amount of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also look at what time those classes are held at. Yeah. Um, so it's hard because our I do understand for a lot of our patrons, if they work nine to fives as well. Mm-hmm. We're not open. Like, we are only open as a 9 to 5, 9 to 6. Mm-hmm. So it is hard for them to kind of come to our classes. Um, so we try to hold them when we're able to. So for kids programming, we do try to look at after school. Mm-hmm. Or for the younger toddlers, we kind of try in the morning is story time because we're yeah. trying to get it before their nap time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before lunch, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we look at when people are coming to our classes and programming and when we think the best times might be, what days of the week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So like crafting and stuff. It can kind of be any day of the week, but we always look at what else is happening that day. Absolutely, Um, because you never want to double book. Exactly, right. So, you know, when story time's happening, you also might not want to hold a craft at that time because there's going to be people who want to do both and you don't want to force them to have to choose. Um, so these numbers are really important to keep all of that in mind and to look at. Um, us as kind of on the floor staff more, we don't see what's done with the numbers as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can guess. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so like, like, like for the, uh, for, for example, um, uh, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable in uh, our digital stuff. So like for, for Libby is probably the best example is um, they look at these stats and they look at, you know, what resources are being used the most. So for, again, Libby, for example, like if there's certain books being checked out way more than other books, um, they also take a look at, because again, they see those numbers of what's being checked out the most. Right. So they can decide what goes on that platform. So, and, and obviously patrons can make requests too. Um, but you get a lot of like, oh, people are checking out a lot of Nora Roberts. People are checking out a lot of James Patterson. Let's make sure we have more of that stuff on that platform. And then, you know, obviously whatever interesting thing that we feel like we want on there as well. Right. That makes sense. And I would imagine it's almost the same for our physical books. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if we know there's going to be a popular release coming out, uh, we order multiple copies to have right at the start. So we can see, okay, there's this many people already waiting for a book that's not even published, which I know for a lot of our James Patterson, Dan- James Patterson, Danielle Steele, Nora mm-hmm. Roberts, things like that for the new releases, those go up on our website and our catalog page as pre-pubs. Yeah. Like months before they're actually out. And yeah. by the time they're released, how many are on th- that hold list already? I, th- I think I've seen, I think the highest I've seen for like a, a, a pre-pub James Patterson yeah. is like 150. Exactly. Yeah. So we know they're going to be people yeah. waiting. <laughs> and so that helps our people who buy the books, like mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. our supervisors, know how many copies they should buy. For sure. And also like our numbers for checkouts also help us um, know what books aren't being checked out, you know, yeah. things like that. And so that's all something that we consider and we use. Um, we might get into that deeper in a future episode mm-hmm, where we can mm-hmm. talk about all of the details for that. But I think that's a good broad overview of yeah. kind of what our library is. I think the numbers might give people a good idea who even our patrons who come in might not yeah. understand just how big of a library we really are and, and how many people we like help. Yeah, and, and just how much we do. And I think my favorite thing is if you, even if you don't understand the numbers, you can see the like data behind them, which is patron use. And that's obviously the thing. Like we put our resources where patrons want us to put them. So your library, any local public library is 100% built on your community and what your community wants, which is really cool that you can like affect something in such a way as just like a singular person. Because for example, we'll get people who request books um, for like niche topics or subjects and stuff like that. And be like, yeah, even if we can't order it or even if we don't think it's going to be very popular, out in the stacks we'll see if we can get it for you and if we notice that like hey people are requesting this type of book a lot we'll go ahead and we'll purchase it and like that's just such a cool thing that again you can affect your library in that way 
Yeah, no, for sure. And since it is still the beginning of a new year, I know Mm -hmm. it's going to be just about February. It'll be February when we release this episode. Um, But we thought it would be fun to dive a little deeper into our most checked out books from 2023. So this past year. Uh, If you follow the library on social media, you might have seen our latest blog post that breaks it all down into categories, uh, what what's our top checkout from each of those categories. Uh, If you haven't, go check that out. It's on our website. Um, We had a staff member take a lot of time to make that look pretty, and it looks great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Haley. Yes, thank you, Haley. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about just kind of like the top highlights of it. We're not going to talk about all of them because that could be its own whole podcast episode. Uh, But we'll talk about the highlights, and you can check out that uh, list to see all of the details on that. But yeah, so just at the starting at the top, because it's actually a book that I actually read in 2023, oh. Oh, really? shockingly, because it's a top adult nonfiction. I'm not a big nonfiction reader, uh-huh. but this one, this one got me. Can you guess what it is? Hmm, top nonfiction. So I'm not super good when it comes to sure, nonfiction. But, but just think, did any celebrity release any big books this year? This <laughs> there's time? there's the Britney Spears memoir. Oh. Uh, the, the autobiography, I believe. Yeah, that would have been then, good. And then there's, I know there's the the, the Prince Harry one. There you was go. It? Yay, there you I go. did it. Yep, Spare. Look at me. By Prince Harry. Which it kind of makes sense that it was because it was released January 10th, 2023. Oh, wow. So it did have the full year It had the checkouts. full year to like bake. Yes. So okay. it kind of makes sense, I think, that that was our top nonfiction mm-hmm. checkout. That mm-hmm. got so much press. Oh, it did. It was insane. I think uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Spare is at one point we had like a, a large print version of it. And we're like, oh, we'll put it on one of the displays. I think I think it was like a relevant social media. Oh thing yeah, I, was I think doing. it was. Yep, it was like current events or yeah, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we had to display, and I was like, oh, I'll put it up here because it's current, you know. And no one has has it checked out yet. All the other ones in the county were checked out. Yeah. And so and so we were all kind of like as staff, just like making like fake little bets of just like, okay, how long do you think it's gonna last? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> it's gonna be gone by the end of this day. Well, no, it's gonna be gone by noon today. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were we were guessing too because it was like we were closing in like thirty minutes too. Yeah. I think. I think I, but I think I remember we hadn't even gotten everyone's guesses in before it was checked. Before out. it was gone, it it turned out to be two minutes. Yeah, like it was, <laughs> it was so fast. It was on display for two minutes, and someone was like, "Yes, thank you." Yeah, it's like because it was right in the display. <laughs> that was right when you walked in the front, like yeah. right into the library. So someone saw that and was like, "I'm grabbing this." I'm getting it. Which fair, yeah, very absolutely. fair. Absolutely. I think That's I waited. I was on the hold list for that. I think I eventually got the Libby copy. Oh, nice. Um, before the physical copy. I think it was still a couple months. I don't think oh, I read wow. it to like March, maybe. Wow. Um, but it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I heard the audiobook was better. I don't oh, do a lot of audiobooks, but he did the narration <gasps> himself. I so love it when I'll, they do that. Yeah. So a lot of people I know enjoyed that because it was him telling the stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. And so for the total number of checkouts that that book has gotten since we've gotten it, gotten it in our library – 73 times. <gasps> that's which, so many. That's our copies, yeah. you know? So there's so many more in the county, which our patrons have gotten. Because mm-hmm. when you place a hold on a book, you can get any that's available in the county. So even if you're checking out in Winter Haven Library, you might be getting Auburndale's copy, Bartow's copy, Lakeland's copy. Yeah. Um, but so that for number 73 is the amount of Winter Haven Library copies that have been checked out. Which is so fun. We which, love that. Yeah, but 73 within just a year. That's Great. impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah, that's it's a lot. Crazy. The top adult fiction book, since we talked about the nonfiction, mm-hmm. was The Whittiers by Danielle Steele, which I'm not surprised. Danielle Steele is very popular. She's she's very, very so popular. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Danielle Steele, Nora Roberts, uh, mm-hmm. James Patterson, mm-hmm. any of those top ones. Yeah. But um, ooh. it is interesting because it was released in 2022. Mm-hmm. It's not a 2023 book. Yeah. You, you love it when like what happened to make this older book be popular in a different year. Right. Like, um, uh, which again, we could totally do an entire podcast just on this list alone. Um, and like, I love it when, it's, it's, you know, like I said, when something weird happens to make an older book popular, one of them being, uh, what is it called? This is how you lose the time war. Mm. We, could, we could totally get into that. Um, but if you haven't heard about, heard about that book, it originally had come out, I think in like 20... 18 2019 okay and then it was this year that it was just like boom exploded it went from like not having a lot of cirques to just like now there's 20 people on hold for it oh wow yeah it was it was pretty big and it was all just through various social media like twitter yeah um 
uh, uh, tweets and stuff and people talking about it, which is just like, that's crazy. Why did that happen? Right. That's yeah. wild. So Laura Olympus. Yes. Laura Olympus by Rachel Smythe. So yeah. that was a top adult graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read Laura Olympus? Any of the I volumes? Have. Okay. So I have as well. I love so my favorite thing about this book, other than um this is like the published graphic novel. So mm-hmm. it already it already has existed through Webtoons, yes. which is an app, a comic book app. So it's such a cool thing to see something that someone just they just uploaded this online digitally only. And it became so popular that uh, it has published books um, mm-hmm. and supposedly is getting an animation through Netflix. Oh. I don't know. It's getting an animated show okay. through Netflix. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I know it is getting one. That's really cool. Yeah. I have been following Laura Lumis, like on Webtoons mm-hmm. for years. Oh, that's And crazy. so it's interesting because like when the volume started coming out, I would be like, oh, that's so cool. And then I'd be like, wait, I, I've read that. Like I've yeah, seen that because yeah. it's like I follow on Webtoons. It updates still every mm-hmm. Saturday, I mm-hmm. think, every mm-hmm. Saturday night. And I read the new episode that comes out. <laughs> They're so good. It is. But it's just so interesting because the difference of where they are in the story, of where they are with the published mm-hmm. volumes mm-hmm. and where they are in the updating the webtoons, yeah. it's like a completely different part in the story, which is interesting. Which I guess we should give a synopsis for what Lore Olympus is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lore Olympus is a romance webcomic created by New Zealand artist Rachel Smythe. The comic is a modern retelling of the relationship between the Greek goddess and god Persephone and Hades. It's it's really cute. It is very romance-based. And it's just, it's fun. I think it, it does cover heavy topics from now and then. But it's just overall really kind of light read almost. It is, yeah. I would agree with that. But some fun stats on it. Yes. So yes, it was our top adult graphic novel checked out, which for that, for graphic novels, it is all of the volumes. Yeah. So we had to include all of them. Because I think there's three or There's four. actually five. There's five. There's well, five now. Do, do we have all five though? We I, do. We do. Oh, we look do. at us go. I know. I only remember seeing four, but go on. So the fifth one just came out in October of 2023. Okay. So... Okay. Um, um, but so which volume do you think was checked out the most? It's got to be the first one. Yeah, it's not really a trick question. Yeah. But it is shocking the um, the difference. So volume one was checked out, has been checked out 50 times. Wow. Um, our copy has been checked out 50 times since mm-hmm. we got it in. It was published November 2021. Oh, cool. Um, and then volume two, though, which was only published a few months later in July of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I would imagine with these, we got them pretty quickly after they were published. For sure, for sure. Um, but volume two has only been checked out 29 times. Oh, wow. So there's a big difference. And then it just keeps kind of dropping from there. Mm-hmm. Um, volume three was 26 times. So kind of volume two and three are kind of on the same there. And then volume four, 10. Uh, and volume five only six times, which again, those haven't been out as long, so it's kind yeah. of not surprising. But it's always interesting to look at to see, okay, how many people picked up volume one, but then didn't go back for volume two. Yeah, which is curious, I'm going to say. Just like either people picked it up for the hype right, um, and read it and then decided that Meh, it wasn't their cup of tea. That's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. A thing that um, – and then, and then also I think you get some people too who – who have read it. So, so like, for example, for me, I, I, I'm a good example because I read the first one, the the first graphic novel, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is basically, it's ba- it's it's just the webcomic. Right. And then I never picked up the other ones, and even though um, it has extra content in it that uh, wasn't originally published in, oh, in the- Oh, that's uh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's got like extra, at the very end, it has like either an extra comic or it also has like author insights oh, for, nice. you know, her, her little like- Things for like, oh, I the reason here's why I did this instead of this. So so you get kind of that kind of stuff. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. And then it also does make sense, like if someone picks up that first volume and likes it, they might be like, Well, I'm just gonna go read everything on the webtoon. Yeah. You know, especially if like volume two might not have been available at that time. Mm-hmm. They were like, mm-hmm. Well, then I'll just read it online. Yeah, I'll read the webtoon. You know, because yeah. it's free. Um, so I get that. Um, and then so while we're on the topic of graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Our top young adult graphic novel of 2023 is called Blue Exorcist. Oh, yes. Do you know that one? So I'm not as familiar I, with that one. I'm not as familiar with it. I, I've uh, read. I've um, I've watched the anime. I watched like a few couple episodes of okay. it. Okay. Um, but I know that there's a lot of the manga volumes that exist. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been out for a while, too. And I also know that it's getting a movie. Oh. Um, there's a movie coming out for okay. it. Okay. So maybe there was some interest due mm-hmm. to the movie. Mm-hmm. The author is Kazue Katuo. The volume one for Blue Exorcist, it came out in 2009. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's really old. Yes, very, very old, but still very popular. Mm-hmm. And there looks like we have 27 volumes. Oh, yeah. Is how many that we have uh, as Winter Haven. And it's interesting to look at the volumes and see their checkout numbers per volume, Mm -hmm. which, again, the volume one is such higher than any other volume. Yeah. So it's like for volume one, which, of course, we've had it so long. Like, I think on our system, it said we had this copy since 2014, you know? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Almost 10 years, just about 10 years. It's been checked out 259 (gasps) times. Oh, my God. That's so, such a big number. That's a big number. For just a single book, too. And and I think I remember seeing it recently, too. And it's still holding on. It's still doing just fine. Yeah, it's impressive, honestly. Yeah, because sometimes we'll get, like, new books. And they'll be on our on our shelves for, like, a month. And then it's just like, my spine's broken. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, for comparison, the next highest volume checked out was actually volume three with 167 checkouts. Yeah. I feel like that usually happens if volume two is checked out and people are just like, and eh, there's probably not skip. that big. Yeah, that probably- makes sense. And and usually most manga will have like a good like not introduction. What is it called? Oh, like a refresher almost, yeah. like previous on. Yes, yes, yes. They, <laughs> but they in have book a form. Yeah, they have a pretty good thing of just like this is what happened in volume two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so volume twenty seven mm. was released in twenty twenty two. Um, so we haven't had it that long, but it is interesting to see volume 26 and 27, our copies haven't mm-hmm. been checked out a single time. Oh, Which wow. is very interesting. Wow, guys, step up your game. <laughs> so it's, it's like, you can kind of see, it's like, so people pick up a series, they mm-hmm. start it. It was in the hundreds of checkouts for volumes kind of like two through 10. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it drops to kind of like around 40-ish checkouts mm-hmm. for uh, 11 through like 17 and then it goes down to like only 10 to 20 checkouts for the next couple and then like 23 and 24 and 25 are single digits i'm going to assume that that has to be with like just how the story has changed and people picking up the first volume liking it a lot and then you know diving into it and then it looks like from the numbers when they get to 10 they're like "Eh, i'm not interested in it anymore and so you kind of get a lot of drop off and then you've got the true fans. Yeah, that are <laughs> like, no, I'm going to power through no matter what. Yeah, I'm or like or 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 they just love it so much and they're right. just like I'm going to read all of it and like, right. hey, absolutely, go for it. Read That's your true. Li- read your little heart out. Yeah. And it also it's uh, interesting to kind of talk about cuz these are library books, so they're checking them out, they're not keeping them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the other side of it could be they're finding the series that they love, they're checking out the first couple and then being like, I love this series so much, I'm going to go buy a yeah, copy of the yeah. new ones. Which, so. which happens a lot more than you would think. A lot of people will enjoy a book so much. I know I'm I'm very victim of this. Um, and I'll just buy a copy so I just have it at home. Like, oh, yeah. Like my, my favorite example is uh, I love the Gideon, the ninth series. I, I believe it's called the Locked Tomb series. Mm-hmm. I have all three books because I love them so much. And it is nice to be able to just have them at home and just like look at them and go through them and read specific parts. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Like there's so many benefits to owning the book yeah but it's like also i get it because it's great because you can try out the book mm-hmm, at the library mm-hmm. to see if you even like it and then be like okay wait i did really like this series yeah i do want to buy a copy to have yeah. on my personal bookshelf Absolutely. forevermore and yeah. there it's that's great and thank you for our libraries for letting me experience that yes exactly <laughs> But on the topic of, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Sure, sure. Talking about books that make it onto our top checkout list and their older books. Um, There were a couple from 2023 uh, that were top checkouts, but they were published years ago. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them, two of them are in the tie. We had a five-way tie for top young adult novel. Oh, interesting. A five-way tie. A five-way tie. Crazy. I I almost want to look up the statistics for that. (laughs) And so three of them in the tie were published in the last two or three years. So Mm -hmm. that kind of is to be expected. But then one of them was published in 2012. What? Yeah. And that was The Selection Mm -hmm. uh, by Kira Cass, which I've heard of this this series. I never read it. Um, but I heard good things about it. So I've, I've shelved this series. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I've touched the book. <laughs> I've touched the book several times, you know, when you're putting it back on the shelf. Yes. But I do think I heard news about them getting a TV oh. show or a movie. I'm not sure which one. That'll do um, it. But I think that probably renewed some interest in it. And that mm-hmm, might have mm-hmm. been the cause of that. And then the other one is called Escape from Asylum. 
by Madeline Rue, and that came out in 2015. I wasn't familiar with that one either. So I don't know what caused the revamp and interest for that, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's interesting because 2015, that's still eight years ago, nine years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was interesting. And then what isn't as shocking is for top juvenile fiction book, there was a three-way tie. Um, All these ties. I wonder if it's like the same group of people, like a friend group. Who are just like, oh, read this. And then they all kind of like have their own little like book club together. That I would be, hope so. That would be so cute. I hope so. We, we love little book clubs. Yeah. But one of them was Big Nate Strikes Again by Lincoln Pierce. Tracks. And tracks. that was published in 2010. Big Nate is so popular. Exactly. So that's why it's kind of like that one's not as shocking because mm-hmm. kids are going to read the same books. You know, we we can't keep them on our shelves. Dork yeah. Diaries, Big yeah. Nate, Dire of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, Dire of a Wimpy Kid. Um, Dog Days. Yeah. yeah. You just, we can't keep them on our shelves. Yeah, so yeah. that one wasn't as shocking, but it is just always interesting to see that. And then top ebook on Libby was It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Oh, uh, Colleen She's Hoover. been getting... A lot of interest, mm-hmm. um, I think, I'm, due mainly due to TikTok. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually surprised I didn't see as many of her books on the most popular as as far, or at least like most checkouts. I, I know it wasn't probably because we don't have enough copies to, oh, yeah, to that, be like checked out. I think because when someone would check it out mm-hmm. and they'd have it for so long, you know, it wasn't getting yeah checked it, it, out multiple times. Yeah, the track the traction wasn't there. Right. Um, but It Ends With Us was published in 2016, so yeah. it's, that's not a new book. But yeah. I remember – I only just heard about it last year. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of her before that at all. But then – so then just a funny little one, the top CD, because we do have CDs. <laughs> we do. People we love, still check them out, and, and it's we great. Love them. Um, but what do you – the top CD that checked out, what do you even think that might oh, be? Oh, I have not even the faintest clue. From my perspective, from my experience of what people check out at Winter Haven mm-hmm. – Maybe a Taylor Swift one. Okay. Yeah, I expected country. Mm-hmm. It was um The Best of Kiss. No way. Yeah. That Look was at our that. top CD checkout. So that's pretty cool. Look at you go, Gene, Mr. Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that's just a little bit, some of the highlights of the top checkouts of 2023. But again, all of them are listed on our book blog. Please go check that out and you can see for yourself. We're almost done our first episode. Yay. Yay. I'm so proud of us. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So I thought it would be cool to kind of end every episode to talk about what we are currently reading. Yeah, absolutely. If we're reading anything. Yes. So are you reading anything, Tasha? A, B, R, always be reading. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, Yes. So I'm currently reading Empire of Ivory by Naomi Novik. Um, it's the fourth book in a series, which Ooh. actually uh, one of one of our uh, staff got me onto. It's about if dragons existed during the Napoleon Wars. Oh, it's so interesting. I never thought I'd be like, mm. but you know what? Dragons always translate into cool stories. Dragons are very popular dragons these days. Popular. Like, so there's cool. a lot of dragon books coming yes. out and being popular. I think I think this series though, the uh, the particular one I'm reading mm-hmm. was originally published in 2007. Oh. So very this, cool. The series is very old, and it's really, really cool. I'm enjoying it a lot. They were ahead of the trend. Then. Look at them. Look at them go. Very nice. Yeah. I am, what about you? Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> what about, what about what you, Skylar? <laughs> what about you, Skylar? What are you reading? Uh, so I just finished a book, so I'm about to start another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it on hold, and it just came in. I'm so excited. Yay! And it's Iris Kelly Doesn't Date by Ooh. Ashley Herring Blake. It is a romance, <gasps> um, but it's a really cute one, if, if anything to go by with the first two. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool because – it's kind of the third in a series, but you can read them out of order. They're more like interconnected standalones. Oh, I love those. So it's like each book follows one of the friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you read them out of order, you will probably get some spoilers, but also mm-hmm. their romances, you know they end up with the person, yeah. whether it's they're fighting throughout the book or not. <laughs> That's <laughs> so kind like, of fun. So if you pick up this uh, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date as your first one you're reading, you are going to find out what happens and who uh, the first two girls are with, mm-hmm. but you know within the first couple pages of each book anyway. (laughs) Yeah, just because you know the destination doesn't mean you're still not interested in the journey. Wow. But that's true. That's so true. But I have enjoyed, I loved the first two, which is Delilah Green Doesn't Care and Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail. Um, Both of those I love so much. And they're cute. They're almost like Hallmark movie romance books. Just like a cute little story. So I'm very excited for the third one. I'm about to start that. Um, But I think it'll be good. Yay. Cool. 
Thank you for tuning in to Statistical Adventures, the podcast that brings you all the latest and greatest in library statistics. We hope that you have found our discussions informative and engaging, and that you have gained a deeper appreciation for the invaluable role that libraries play in our communities. As always, we encourage you to continue exploring the endless possibilities that libraries offer and to stay curious about the wealth of information that awaits you within their walls. Until next time, keep on reading, keep on learning, and keep on supporting your local library. Okay, so here's some behind-the-scenes secret stats while we were recording the podcast. Um, So probably the most interesting one um, is how many flub lines uh, that we very, very carefully (laughs) cut out and edited out of the podcast. How How many do you think there were? Oh, gosh. At least 12. Yeah. Uh, 10. Okay, hey. (laughs) I've marked down 10. (laughs) Probably more, but you know. You know, hey. 10 very obvious ones. 10 very obvious ones that we very, very much cut out. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Probably. We're going to try. Yeah. Um, And then uh, at one point of recording, we had a forklift that was in the library fixing one of the lights in the ceilings. And they did that forklift thing where they like beep whenever they're going in reverse. So we had about uh, four beeping (laughs) interruptions where we had to like stop recording to let it do its thing i'm like okay it's not beeping anymore okay we can hit record now <laughs> and then uh my personal favorite is secret stat uh for the podcast is how many times did i mention world of warcraft <laughs> while we were recording which listen i have my reasons uh it was seven <laughs> it was seven times oh it was seven gosh. times listen, i love that listen, i love that for us i can i could talk about video games for probably too long 